Hey, this is Mateo Lane. I'm Emma Wilman. And this is Inside the Closet. Inside the Closet. Hello, everyone. I'm Mateo Lane. I'm Emma Wilman. And we are here uh, chatting about being homosexuals, and we're with our good friend, Mike Kelton. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me, guys. Mike, how are you? I'm doing really good. I'm feeling super gay and excited to be here. <laughs> what more can we ask for? Nothing. Really. That's it. Thank you so much for coming. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. It's, Please follow me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> are we, you active on Twitter? Uh, yes, I kind of have gotten away from it, but I... I am usually pretty active on Twitter. I hate Twitter. Really? Why? I've I've started to fall in love with Twitter. Really? I love Instagram. Although last night I tweeted that I was afraid that I looked like Eric Trump and I got 200 likes. I've never gotten more than 12 likes and that just I think like, I favorite blew it, it too. Appreciate well, it. There's that picture of Eric Trump going around where he looks like Buzz from A Home Alone. Yeah, and Wait. I wrote I feel like he looks like me if everything went horribly wrong. <laughs> yeah. Most popular tweet of my life. Wait, that's yeah. so funny because I tweeted a picture of Eric Trump yesterday maybe that's where i got the picture from and i maybe it's the same picture because i think i favorited both okay and i tweeted the heat got me like because it looks like he's drowning in his that's own that's the picture yeah yeah i was seeing it all over the place yesterday and then i was like oh my god does that look like me can i tell you something i think if i was the first wrong. one to post the pic it's, it's your pic <laughs> i'm actually not kidding really i get a tweet with like 25 likes and then it's like it's like all over the where internet where did you find the pic i fucking getty image the pic Really? I'm the one who found the pic. Mike is a trendsetter. Mike put in the hard work by searching for ugly Eric Trump right. pictures. You don't even have to just... write in ugly. You just write Eric Trump <laughs> and you get ugly pictures. You know, it is assumed, I think. Yeah. It is yeah. assumed. Yeah, because I saw that and I was like, oh my God, like if I let everything go and gained weight and like did a weird smile, that's what I would look like. But that photo is of him really at his, at his best. Is it? Well, the more they lose the weight, the more they look like Flotsam and Jetsam. Ugh. I mean, they really are not. Listen, and I, I know we're supposed to pretend that. Ivanka Trump is beautiful, but yeah. the best is Tiffany. I've, She's got eight different hair extensions in her hair. It all looks like shit. They will. The only way they'll let her into the White House is if she's going on one of those tours. I mean, she is really <laughs> just rejected by that family, and it is funny. I know it's we're not supposed to be mean, but who gives a oh, shit? I mean, I think Trump's you pretty can mean. be mean. I agree. To the Trump family. Did you yeah. guys think that? The, what do you think of the Kathy Griffin photo? Because I didn't understand why it was such a big deal, and I feel like I'm missing something. I think it's a. I think she should have never apologized, and it was kind of a stupid decision. Done. Exactly. That's it. We wouldn't even be talking about it she didn't have to get on tv and saying i'm broke and my career's ruined no nah, she said she's broke she said she's broke and then her career's ruined well that was before the picture yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't think i don't think the picture like i think if anything the picture even with all the negative press did wonders for her career <laughs> like, I, I can't wait for her next special yes. you know what i'm saying she could just call it the picture i uh-huh. hope she comes back i hope she has that on the cover she of the will special. she'll come back. back she'll have her emancipation of mimi moment because yeah. was it bad because it was like a jihad like head cut off is that why it was so bad? Well, I, I don't think, think she thought of it that way. So uh, the way that, like, I think she was, like, thinking about it as, like, myself, like, a mediocre storytelling comedian, uh, like, <laughs> Kathy Griffin. <laughs> Your stories are very good. Um, oh, actually. thank you. Thank Not you. mediocre um, at all. Well, You're sometimes such a good I, performer. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, of course. Oh, you guys. Okay, so sometimes I feel like Kathy Griffin is just, like, I have to make a big splash, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I have to talk about, I have to do a show where I'm going to be, like, and I talk about Kim Kardashian's hoo-ha. And mm-hmm. the audience goes, oh. We're wife. We're uh, stay-at-home wives in the Midwest, and we love you, Kathy. Mm-hmm. So she has to do something flashy. So this was her way of being like, "Hey, we all think Trump is a fucking." 
piece of dickwad, right? I'm going to take a picture. I'm going to take a picture with his head chopped off and people are going to love it. Right. We were like, "Mm, maybe it like looks like a terrorist picture. But a lot of us share your sentiments. We're like, my big problem with it was that it wasn't his actual face. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, she didn't kill him. (laughs) Fuck. Damn. And then Baron Trump thought it was his real dad. And it's like, well, you just save money on testing him being special needs. He's slow. They just like saved a whole rigmarole of testing. This podcast got so mean and I love it. I mean, I'm hosting it. Listen, I mean, Mike, we've always talked about like, I think Mike and I have almost the same sense of humor, except Mike is like the good witch and I'm the bad witch. Mm -hmm. Oh, I could see that actually. We say the same jokes, but I say it in like, uh, like a ironic positive way where Mateo just says the reality of it in like a really nasty way. Right. Oh, like, God. I'll be like, oh my God, she's actually a gorgeous woman. And Mateo's like, she looks like a fucking used tampon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have well, said that before, used tampon. I, I know. I, I love your stand up. <laughs> I, I call someone a used tampon that I had an ex they were flirting with, and then I started nicknaming the person they were flirting with tampon. A used tampon. Ta- you know what looked like a used tampon was Kathy Griffin's head of Donald Trump. Mm. That looked like a it used did. tampon. That looked like it a used did. tampon. Now, Mike, has you got a one person show? What's yeah. the show about? So, uh, the show. That's interesting. <laughs> Because so, I love one person. I I watched um what the fuck she was. Colin Quinn's. No, I didn't see his. So I, good. I like want to see Leon? that. Nope. I saw the woman. Carey. The one Gethard. I saw some of his. It was the woman, the Star Wars woman. Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher. I mean, she's a fucking genius. Yeah, that genius. I love. That's the Rest only one person show I've seen. My favorite quote of hers is that it's not that women don't age better than men. It's that women aren't allowed to age. Mm. So anything is bad. So tell us about your show. Okay, so that is a uh, good quote. That mm-hmm. is a really good quote. It's very smart. Yep. Wow, I love uh, getting. She was, she was getting a little heavy tongue though. That last week she was alive because I was watching her <laughs> interviews and she was like, "Whoa, I mean, it should have been. We Did she have a stroke? Is that how she died? I think she had it like went to cardiac arrest. Or really? Something. Yeah, yeah, something something with the heart. I mean, <laughs> well, <laughs> she was sick and almost dead. <laughs> I know. I, listen, I'm a huge Carrie Fisher fan. I'm, what I'm saying is, someone should have been like, "Hey, you Carrie, okay? you don't sound good. Right? And, Maybe you know, rest. Yeah. I mean, she, you know, shouldn't have been doing interviews." But her, on one person, her one person show was great. So how, what's your one person show about? So uh, the initial concept for the show was these three stories I've told in New York for a while. Uh, and the show was called Piss Shit Come. And it was Piss about... Piss Shit Come. Um, it was the about... the name of my tour. It's, yeah. <laughs> Piss Shit Come. Uh, yeah, thinking about touring it. Um, so, Seriously. So it was these three stories. Kind of like, I think a, a large part of, part of what makes me a comedian is like these really crazy things have happened in my life and terrible things like in my family and my upbringing, but I found a lot of humor in it sure. because I really think as a comedian, you have to learn to laugh at these things. You either laugh or get super depressed about it mm-hmm. or get depressed and then learn how to laugh about it. But, uh, or get an alcohol problem or, or get an alcohol problem yeah. or yeah, many, many. Over- I have to say you, cause you're Irish, right? Uh huh. Not just because you have red hair and freckles and stuff, but you do, you are very Irish in the sense that you take these sort of kind of dark and scary mm-hmm. moments and really make them funny. But you're I mean, so full of life. I wouldn't think of you as like a dark person. Like you're like, I don't think, like I don't think you're a dark person, but I think mm-hmm. you've been in the vicinity of. Right. Well, I think a lot of the things I find funny are pretty dark. Yeah. Me too. But like it's finding the light in that that makes everything much brighter, mm-hmm. right? So if you can take a situation where you, uh, your brother came home from college and got so drunk at a bar, he ended up coming home to your house and peeing on your mom's face. No! Yes. Yes. 
Yes. No. My, my brother so pissed sorry. in my mom's face. The I'm better story so... is him hooking up with his ex and allowed him. He was. He decided he was so in love with his ex that he was going to bottom for him that night and was really drunk and then woke up and the. Oh, can I, I think I, say I this? heard that. One. I, I think I heard. Yeah. I, <laughs> damn it. Wait. So you're usually yeah. a top. Usually a top. Good for you. Oh wow! Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> we, well, we just talked in the last yeah. episode about how I'm a terrible top. Because really? he said it's more pressure. Because I, I, it's so much pressure. But I love it. I, I would think being a bottom because when people are like underneath, I'm like, I can't even believe you're like being taking a bottom this. is great. You can tweet, you can hang out, you decide when you want to come. I well. love a bottom because they make the world go round. I appreciate it. <laughs> I am a huge fan. I mean, I'm, I'm a very big fan of bottoms. As Me well. too. I love. But there's I nothing think it, better. I think it's. I think it's God easier to be a top. I think there's like more prep work to go into being a bottom. And it, it, there is more preparation, but, but the he actual said, act yeah, of... He said it's like there's more pressure on you to perform, and I appreciate it. I, he said that. I go, I, you are right. If I'm in a relationship with We're a man, all the which work. has never happened, but just once, you know, it's like that. then I'm more comfortable, because it's an insecurity thing. Like, I feel like I have you to deliver. do a good job. Yeah. And then I'll come mm-hmm. right away, and it's a whole thing. And uh, listen, I would just rather be... And I don't even know if I'm doing it right or holding the legs right, or I don't know what's going on. I just, it's so much I easier like to lay back. I feel a good bottom would make you feel comfortable in your topping abilities, but... That's true. I feel like that helps and that eggs you on and then you get more and more bold. I think it's a combination of both. So I think it's like yes, a teach good, us, teach us. It's a good match, right? So there's like the it's the yin and a yang. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you know, to, to bring up like an old Irish proverb, it's a yin and the yang. <laughs> <laughs> this is what they would have wanted it for. Uh, it's funny. I thought like, that was Chinese, not Gaelic. <laughs> wow, I think it's Gaelic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, basically, it's like if when you're, I think when you're a top and you're doing a good job and you feel confident, mm. it's also about like pleasing the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but in the bottom, pleasing the top, it's like they're doing things to try and please each other. So they're yes. just, they're both trying to. I just come too fast. I understand that. Really? Yeah. Like, what is fast? Because I think everyone has a different gauge of. Great question. I mean, I could come within like a minute if I'm not <laughs> wearing a condom. Yeah, I guess that's fast. What if you masturbated before you had sex? Well, then I wouldn't want to have sex. Yeah. I'm never one of these people. I never understand these people like, we did it five times in one night. And once I was in a room of like ex- executives for this this network. And I, you know, because we the show was I was talking to people who were, anyways. So I said, I, who, no, people don't actually have sex five times in a night. I said, and I look at the room and I say, who's had sex more than three times in a night? And I swear to you, 70% of the hands went up. They probably they feel were, like they have to. But I have done that. But the thing, there was someone else with in college. I've had a few relationships where we would do that. But let me tell you. One of them was like, but I feel like women recharge a year ago. Quicker but the thing men. was, is I was fucking. T- I was like, I'm honestly, t- I'm tired. Like I got a lot of stuff to do. They're gonna light a fire down much. there. It was too much. Wait, I I really don't understand this, and I just want to go back real yes, quickly. Yes, please. There were like how many men that raised their hands and said that? Probably 15 people in the room, and the women raised their hands as well. But all of the men raised their hands. I can only speak from a male perspective because I don't have. A vagina. Mm-hmm. Yet, <laughs> you never know. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> here's the thing. I think those men were lying. And I well, think... Well, when in doubt. When in doubt, just say that you fucked, like, four times in a night. Right. I think that there's a lot of pressure, especially on the gay male community, to be, like, hypersexual. Yeah, so absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think when I... Well, and came out, straight... Wi- no, straight women, the pressure isn't from them. It's people putting it on them. Putting people, it on the, them. The, They're the, hypersexualized. The, 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 the dynamic is different with straight people. With gay people... Or feminine it's women. Because there's... The, and it's just with gay men. There's that male energy and the testosterone. And so sex takes front, you know... I think I have too much testosterone, so I relate with you guys. Oh, you so have a you, full beard. Well, I think I don't have 
Well, I always have felt inadequate as a as a gay man. As a gay man and a top, I've always been like, I could... My sexual appetite is really like once or twice a week. Right. Till, and some people are like, that's crazy. I have to jerk off every day. Right. Um, but for me, that's what my normal sexual appetite is. it's always been is. like that? It's always been like that. And, and then I, you have partners that feel like you're not attracted to them? Do I have partners that You have a like, boyfriend right now, right? Yes. And he's so wonderful it's never been an issue i think we're like we're very much the yin and the yang we're like does he want it more than you though i honestly don't think so that's okay. great that's He's great then perfect. you found the right henny might be have been different with other partners i don't know but in our relationship ask. it feels yeah <laughs> like how much does he have sex with i feel like i'm that psycho italian mediterranean who like wants it if i was in a relationship every day but that's not psycho not that's that i need your, it that's your personal thing. Yeah. thing and i was like that and i not to but then it like kind of like does shift now my sex i maybe my sex drive just gone down so maybe i'm you just speak for you but my sex to me has become less of a priority than it used to be like everything now it's like not. I mean, my priority yeah. right now is beating Zelda Breath of the Wild. Exactly. <laughs> That's it. Priorities I just, I bought change. A t- I bought my first television ever in my entire life. I'm literally. sure some man is listening, some like older gentleman in well, Wisconsin just jerked off to that sentence. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Zelda! I know. I- I yeah I have we will yeah I feel like we're just gonna be you know. so that's that's interesting that you fe- do you feel like more like uh, confident now that you found someone that's like the right sexual partner though it feels pretty good to not feel stressed about it because it is in stressful. the past I have felt stressed and I just think everything's stressful with gays yeah and but it's it's a very hypersexualized uh, community and, and it's like about niche. looks 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 body looks, body, looks. body 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 but fuck, both fuck, of fuck. you two are really good looking thank well, you thank you. <laughs> I mean, Lies like objectively, yeah. yeah. But like, you guys are like good-looking, fit people. That's what I also think that. Also, like, Mike has the advantage that he's literally nine feet tall. Mike, you're really um, tall. Do tall. girls hit on you? Uh, has happened, but I try and make it like blatantly obvious right. that I'm a large homosexual. I <laughs> feel like if they ta- if they talk to you for just a little bit, they could figure it out. But just like in looking, then they would not. It has happened. But I think a worse thing has happened, which recently people that do know I'm gay and maybe friends with me, like girls, we're not like tight, close friends, but girlfriends will be very handsy with me mm. because I'm a gay man. And Interesting. I, Doesn't that I, bother you? It bothers me literally so. They'll like, I never put their hand on my that. Yeah. Put their hand on my chest and like touch my arms. Like, ooh, you're working out. And I'm like, Please don't touch me. Like I, I, I never touch thought your of that. Tip. You are singing to the choir. Because I think a lot of times I, people think that gay men, because they'll think of gay men as like being well, really touchy. Well, this is what I was saying in the last episode, that Queer of the Straight Guy set a precedent for what Ugh. gay men are supposed to be, and they're essentially accessories to women. Now, right. I'm not blaming those. I love Carson and all them. That would the network over the guys. But like I have a joke where I'm like, it's gotten so bad that I, you know you see dogs' heads sticking out of women's purses? That's going to mm-hmm. be a gay man's head in about right. 10 years from now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So women, I never just, thought. Of that. Can you imagine my head in a purse? Just like, <laughs> I hate this place. Right. <laughs> Honestly, you look adorable. <laughs> Coming well, out of a hermit, a is that bag. Mateo's head? But I do think, because a lot of times women, like, I did a show the other day, a podcast, and she go, this girl goes, oh, I love my gays. And the, uh, the blood started boiling because that means you don't see me as, as human. a person. Yeah. You see me as a character. Totally. And I'm not a character. Right. And women, yeah, listen, 
I happen to work out a lot, and a lot of women will try and touch me, and it's like you know. And then you, when you say to them, like, "Please don't touch me," they think you're kidding, you're joking. Like, I I'm never, never would have thought of this. And stop telling me to touch your boobs. I don't care about your boobs. Women mm-hmm. ask you to touch their boobs? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Yes. No way. Oh yep. yes. Who? What? What do they do? That's crazy. I um, think when they're out and partying, they just think it's like it's a man, but he's not. You know what it's saying is that they're saying that you're a man, but you're not really a man. That, mm-hmm. that and they're also saying like, uh, "You're safe to me. Like I won't. I can't cross a boundary." because you Oof. can't have sex with me so I can basically do anything because it doesn't mean anything. And it's like, it's still honestly sexual assault to touch someone inappropriately against their will. Yeah. Well, unless I'm at a gay bar and like a really hot guy squeezes my butt, then I'm like... <laughs> then it'd be your will. Fabulous. Then it's your will. Then Listen, it's your will. If, if, let me just say this. First of all, women, stop coming to gay bars. But secondly, unless you're a lesbian. <laughs> I, honestly, unless you're a lesbian. I honestly disagree with that. but I Because I think like a bar should be for anyone and a gay oh, bar I thought it should was be... A, I was trying to joke. I thought it would get a bigger laugh. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. No. You, we, 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 I love want. that, Matei. <laughs> he just had to turn my levels way down. And that's yeah, right. how women know I'm a homosexual. Because <laughs> yeah. I do stuff like that. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is like the way that men treat each other in gay bars, if that were the same way with women and men... I mean, the dynamic between women and men are so wildly right. different. But mm-hmm. um, it would be so crazy. It would be crazy to think about what we, and I'm not saying it's okay they just grab it. but I'm it's also of, fabulous anytime I go to a gay bar it's like a pretty mixed one and I'm not there when it like gets like quote unquote meat markety I don't know I go to industry a lot because I have my friend who works there and I feel like I see very few women do you Indus- go to gay guy bars I used to go more so just because now I'm a lesbian that lives in Brooklyn yes. with my boyfriend. It's like I, I, I really Can I just say I don't I really don't mind women coming to gay bars before I get in trouble <laughs> for this that's good honestly, honestly good to kidding, know but I also I, don't come yeah uh <laughs> Honestly, I, I wish I knew you were kidding because it is a funny joke. Uh, but mm. I don't mind it at all because I think it's like, hey, like this bar is for us. It's to be like, this is a safe zone for like anyone who's never been able to walk into a bar and be like, right. this is my spot. But it's also a bar and a place where you should have fun. So please come and like, quote unquote, kiki with us or whatever you want to say. Like, have a blast with us. We're, we're just And people. respect it. Don't do like what you guys are talking about where they like grab you guys. Well, that's yeah. what I'm like, saying. I, yeah, I, like, like be cool. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't be the, make it like it's like an expedition. Like we're going to go watch the gays in their natural habitat. 100%. Because yeah. I could see, this would be. If, you're, if you are a, a woman fucking, or a straight man and you come to a gay bar and you are treating me like a normal human being, good for three. Right. Three cheers for you. But yeah. not a bachelorette party. Like, of a bunch of straight oh. girls. Do you oh. see those at the at oh. gay guy bars? That's oh. the worst. They go to drag shows all the time, yeah. and they think it's, like, their playground to right. be like, you guys are so strange, but we're doing this for one night only. Right. And then it's like, get the fuck get out the of fuck here. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Wow, this has turned into anger cast. No, that's with like, so true. <laughs> this is the most negative I've ever been. <laughs> Good for Welcome. you. This Welcome. This is, like, the most positive this I've ever been. This is how the Emperor <laughs> got Luke to the dark side. He sat down and gossiped with him about how other Jedis treat other Jedis and it was then things He's started coming what? up. Well, you know, Yoda never gave you a proper home. You had to sleep at a place you couldn't even stand up in. You're right, dark side. I wish I knew this nerd knowledge. Like, I love yeah, what right. you're saying, but really? I don't. Really? You don't watch Star Wars at all? I didn't like Star Wars. I love magic stuff. Like, I love Harry Potter. Well, I was just, we had just talked about how I had sex to Lord of the Rings. I mm. love Lord of the Rings. I love Lord of the Rings. Yes. But I never was into Star Wars. So that's like, a, I don't well, know. Star Wars is like space magic. It's a little gayer. Yes. I'm playing Zelda right now, though, if you ever want to come over and play. I'd love to play Zelda. It's all about magic. I love that. I honestly do. How did you and your boyfriend meet? 
I wanted to ask that. Oh, oh let me out. How about this? Oh my god! <laughs> All out of nowhere, Mike literally texts me. He's like, "Tay, I, I mean, I, literally a week earlier, Mike's like, that's it. I'm single for the rest of my life. It's fine. I don't even give I a shit. I want to hear the whole I story. I have my own apartment. A week later, I moved in with a Greek boy, <laughs> and we're in a relationship, and everything's, and that's it. I found the love of my life. It wasn't a week. It was like five days. <laughs> Wait, I mean, it was like to now. And then like you moved now. in with him, so you gave up your place. So. Uh, the way the whole thing went down is, uh, we, I moved into his place after dating for legitimately like four or five months. So it was super quick. Yeah. But we had been set up, we had been set up three times actually. We'd been set up three years ago, um, or three years And then what happened the first time you were set up? First time we were set up, it was at like a, after work drinks that we both had a mutual friend, um, who worked at this place. And I was, I was really feeling it and I was like super into it and i wrote him a facebook message after i was like hey it was great would love to go out and he um didn't respond i would have to go back what in the shit he wasn't into it because at the time i had a i had like a a bunch of facebook pictures that were like very thirsty oh like he would never like my instagram oh that's so and i was just about to be like like all of mateo's pictures all of them i'm <laughs> naked in every photo and you know what one day i'm gonna be in my early hundreds Who lying cares? in a hospital bed i feel fabulous about it so i he, love your pictures i loved my pictures also it was just, you're an you're an entertainer like you gotta you're trying to show off and 100 it's what yeah. you have to do if you want to sell yeah <laughs> i was at cabaret this is lisa minnelli, <laughs> lisa lisa minnelli. Yeah, lisa minnelli. <laughs> it's liza with liza, a z not liza, lisa with liza. an s because lisa with an s ghosts not z- it's <laughs> leave it to the lesbian in the room yeah. to say it's, it's lisa a, minnelli a, lisa's here <laughs> lisa's here guys um anyway so uh, we actually ended up being set up two more times separate That's separate people really fucking romantic. Like, you have to meet this person and then ended up uh he came to my show at did UCD. you know it was him when they're like you got to meet this person no, I found out later that they tried to set us up and, and they were like, oh, we learned that you already were set up and it didn't work out. Uh, so then we were at a wedding together and I went out and I was also in my relationship with my ex at this time, but I was like still flirting with him and he was in a relationship. I was just flirting. There's nothing wrong with flirting. And was he flirting back? No. <laughs> wow. Flirt. He was hard to get. He was hard to get. He was super hard to get. Uh, but I realized like this is like his personality. He He's like... Close off until he lets you in, and then he's he's very open. He's also you, fifteen and lives with his parents. So I mean, this so, is why it was hard to get. No, Emma, that's, that's oh, joke. not true. Oh <laughs> my god, Emma, uh, I was like, that's why you moved in. It took a turn. I moved in with his parents. And it really did. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so then, uh, then finally, he came to my Harold uh, uh, night at UCB, and my new teammate was his other best friend from North. This is the universe bringing you guys together, hundred percent. And then we went out for drinks after, and we. Like, literally hit it off because we were arguing about uh, The Intern, that terrible movie. So bad. Um, and he was like, he's like, I liked it. And I was like, why? <gasps> you have to explain to me why you liked it. So we, like, we had a really playful, like, discourse right. about that terrible movie. And um, and then, fast forward three months, I went to uh, drinks after his friend's birthday party. But you're party. still with your significant other, no, so... I had broken up with him, like, six months prior. Okay. So I was, like, single, living in my studio, texting Matei, be like, I'm going to be single right. forever. Right, living the it. dream. Living the dream. Love a studio in Brooklyn. Right. Heaven. <laughs> and and then I we we went out on one date, and I it, it was like, babe, this is it. I pushed him in the wow. snow. It was adorable. I pushed him in the snow. He got up, and he was, like, actually upset. And then I just, like, k- kissed him, and then... You know, he kissed back and, you know, 
Here we are. Oh, that is so romantic. You look. That's so romantic. Yeah. And you guys, that was the first time you guys had kissed, too? Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, similar story is with me. The longest relationship <laughs> I've had in New York is making eye contact with a man for two stops on the four train. Hey. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Mateo. How can we set Mateo up with somebody? Oh, Literally, it's over. It, it's Do you always, know anyone? I'm hanging up my asshole. I always am thinking of Mateo, but I... So, Mateo is very near and dear to my heart. Oh, and I go. don't want to set him up with someone that, like, might not be good enough for him. Right. Well, well this- I think what Mike's trying to say is I'm picky and insecure and a total asshole sometimes. So, I think that's part of the problem. <laughs> there was this really or cute that. guy that I worked with in L.A. And he wrote me and was like, who's that Does guy? Does he live here? He lives in L.A. Bye. Yeah. Man. But he's really handsome. The problem is, because you are so handsome and buff and attractive now, mm-hmm. it feels like it cuts some people out. Right? Of course. And you're cuts really busy out? and you're career focused. But you are these things, too, and you found somebody. Well, I yeah. know. I also, like, the difference between, you know, me and most gay men is that 99.9% of my time is with straight people at shows. Right. So, so my, I don't have, have a- like, a gay volleyball team or gay, you know, I have my gay c- close friends, but two of them are on Fire Island all summer. One of them's a drag queen touring the world. So I don't even get a chance to see them as much as I want. So right. and, and my weekends are like, like, last Friday I had six shows in a night. Right. So, I, well, everyone's going out and having fun. I'm running around performing for drunks, and I love it. No sad song think for me. There's, there's no shame. I think there's no shame. What you're doing right now is perfect. I feel like you know. I would like to get fucked more often. Well, you can always get fucked. Like, yeah. I don't put up any but, picture but, but, on but any application. Like a, you could be fucked. I could probably join with a man, with like right love. now and get you fucked in an hour. I know. That's what I'm saying. But with, with I would like like a a relationship. And I'm in therapy right now, and that's what I'm talking about. Is that I'm, I'm ready to move. That I'm ready for the, so to welcome that So you don't just want to get life. fucked. Well, fucked with, and then like you know, cook them pasta. Oh, that sounds. If I was a guy, that would be exactly what I would want. I would yeah. come fuck someone, and then have them cook for me. Yeah, that's what I want. I would want to have pasta. I get too tired to fuck and go to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> I also understand that I I am picky and I'm neurotic and I'm weird and insecure and all these things. So it's uh, listen. I'm a I'm I'm a basket case. But I we have think- to find. There's got to be. Well, there they is. have to be so special. The thing is, there is there like I'm going to sound so crazy right now, but like there is someone out there who's like perfect for you and is literally your yin to your yang. I don't think they and live in the states. I don't I think, think it's like a European. That's what Tim Dillon says. Mateo's always looking for a swarthy European who. Yeah, it's going to be some guy. It's going to be some like world like, traveler. Yeah, some like world traveler that owns like tons of like millions and it's like a real estate baron somewhere who's like super rich mm-hmm. and is like, "Oh, like not intimidated by your career. I don't want money. I don't need money." Who just, just has want, it? Like, then that's why he loves you because you don't want money. A great personality and a nice butt. Boom. Boom. Well then, yeah. Honestly, I really think like I think you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing like spiritually right now. Yes. I'm like a very Crying. spiritual Me person. Too. Crying. I'm like super into it and I also I mean, I have a fun story about I'm like getting connected with this woman who like meets your guardian angel and then tells you about <laughs> your guardian Mike, angel. Mike, we're gonna ask you to leave. <laughs> I'm into that stuff. I love. I am I'm not like, into that guys, stuff. I think I'm it's ridiculous. I'm so into it. I realize how crazy it is. But I went to a past life regression therapist and I was hypnotized and I saw two of my past lives. And were you gay in them? No, I was a woman. I was like a, a very fat Italian woman in my last one. Well, that's why we and, get along. And there you go. And <laughs> I was one, kept, you're one of my I kept dying my hair. I was I was a flapper, and then all I fucked everyone in this bar. But all I wanted to do was you have were the fun. woman that you and you fucked everybody. I was I fucked everyone. I literally she was like, "Do you recognize anyone in this bar?" I was like, "I know all these men. I fucked all of them." And what? she was like, 
She's like, but are you going to settle down? I was like, no, I just want to have fun. Fast forward 30 years. I'm with my husband who happens to be my current boyfriend in this life. And I have three kids. Did you my... smoke anything before you did this? No. Just wow. had iced tea. Wow. Just some iced just tea. Just a really strong iced well, tea. Well, maybe there was some tea involved. <laughs> maybe a little. Yeah. Um, I no, wanna... it was, it, this was honestly very normal. I know, I understand as a comedian that this sounds fucking batshit to you listeners, but it's something that I Listeners, found that it's my mother and Emma's mother. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they're into hey, gals. Yeah. <laughs> uh, call Michelle Brock. Uh, anyway, yeah. So I think it's uh, I'm very into that stuff. And spiritually, uh, to wrap this spiritual stuff up, I really think Mateo. Like whenever we hang out, I I feel like you're on the right track and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Do guys approach him when you guys hang out? No, but guys we're are also like guys I, are nervous. I, I could see we no one's at a gay bar. I could see you guys being are not int- nervous I could talking see you, to me. I could see them being intimidated to talk to you Ooh, for sure. No, I you just seem really sharp. You seem but, like but, here's the thing. Is you when seem I'm like ar- maybe they'd be, you'd be like no. When I'm around no, when I'm around men that I like, I actually shut down. Yeah, I actually am not like this. Ba 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 ba. I Get shut quiet. down. I we, shut down. We should all go out and then we'll do the talking for you. Great. Honestly, no problem. One time, well, so one time PR when I was, person. one time when I was in like very good, I was in like Mateo shape, right? A couple, like five years ago, I was at a bar and this guy was like, can I buy you a drink? So I was like, yes. And I got a drink We're waiting for the drink. He's like, uh, tell me about yourself. And then I was like, I started telling a story about my mom for some reason. Hmm. And I was like talking, telling the story about my mom. And he was like, the drink came and he goes, can I be honest with you? You were really hot until you opened your mouth. Oh! And I took my Long Island iced tea. Thank you very much. Splash it on him? No, I took it and I walked away because I wasn't going to waste it. What a little Don't waste cunt. That drink, well, what but... a fucking asshole. Yeah. But also, then, I well, feel you like... weren't hot when you did open your mouth at, and before you opened You weren't hot ever. Ever. Good one, Emma. I'm not good at. As I was saying that, I was like, sinking ship, sinking ship. <laughs> no, but I was that never attractive. Yeah. <laughs> good you one. You weren't Emma. hot before. You were after. Really, really ah. Judge Judy over here. <laughs> You know, when you weren't hot, uh, not. But you know what? That person, what that person is saying to you is that I'm so superficial that I am telling you right now, I won't be happy with anybody. Yeah. People are assholes. Mm-hmm. And I do think so. So with, the, I think you can attract a lot of people that are going for the wrong thing when you are very attractive, right? Yes. Some, okay. I think guys, a lot of, I appreciate this, but no, I'm not, I swear this to God. is, I'm, I, listen, I'm, there's no sad song for me. I don't feel horrible about how I look, but it's, I'm not like, you're really attractive. A model. Close to it. Honestly, you might not because you're not taller. When I stand next to my friend Alfredo, that's an attractive man. He walks in a room, and I'm telling you, is that really his name? I know. When I went to when I went to see Cats on Broadway, I sat in between my friends Milk and Alfredo. Are well, that's why they get so much attention. Milk from Drag Race. Yes. Oh my god. Wow. Just watching that season now because I just realized that I love that show. Oh yeah. And he's so great. Milk's the best. That's his real name. We love Dan milk. is his real name. Yeah, there we go. There but, we go. But we like call we, milk. He decided to dress as Rue in one of these, like, where they all have to dress as Rue this, this episode. He did, like, boy Rue and wore this incredible suit and was, like, bald and wore glasses and it literally looked incredible. And they were Good like, they were like, we wanted to see, like, you know, Rue, RuPaul the woman. And, and he was like, this is my art. It's still drag. Right. And they, like, didn't love it. And I was mortified because I was like, oh. you look incredible. Yeah, and this is so artistic. Milk is a I, very good friend of mine. I love. He's like the sweetest, nicest, most caring human being on the face of the planet, and so handsome. Oh, maybe don't date Milk. Yeah, I would marry him, but he's in a like ten year relationship with a very beautiful woman. Uh. But I mean, Milk knows that I would like marry him in a second. In a second, do you have any cousins? Because we connect to on a very artistic, like spiritual level. 
But well, he's we got to cut his little boyfriend to his. No, they're very happy and he's very handsome and I'll I'll just sit and watch Liza interviews from AMC. <laughs> so I want to ask more about the one person show because I'm okay. really thinking about I'm I don't know if I would want to do one, but I want to get more into them. So you're gonna do the three stories. So actually, this so is it's interesting. Shit. It's we got started, the shit one. It started as piss, piss, shit, and come. We got and the piss is your brother pissing on your mom's face. In my mom's face. And is your brother okay with you telling this story? So here's the deal, you guys. Here's the deal. I actually cut piss from the show. That was Why? Mateo, Mateo, Mateo was just like, left. Mateo was like, He's I don't out. need this show. He's I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah. He's going to take a piss. And hopefully not a shit. Yeah, right. And maybe he's coming. <laughs> okay. Mateo's doing your show. You uh, cut it out? We, okay, so I talked to my director, uh, Shannon O'Neill, literally love of my oh, life. Oh, from UCB. From UCB. Oh, that's She's a great... That's, a, that's great. She's unbelievable. Great. Great director, supportive person, great comedian. She... Um, now I sound like Trump. Incredible person. Very yeah. <laughs> 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 nice. Oh, damn it. Uh, so... Uh, we talked. She was like, "Why Trump are you?" Trump can't doing- take us away. Can't take us complimenting people away. That's we can true. compliment as many people as we want, and he can't yes. own that. Thank you very yeah, much. Let yeah, her she's know. amazing. Incredible. Incredible. The most incredible. The very mm, best. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she was like, "Why are you doing the show? Like, what's the point of these stories?" And mm-hmm. then I was like, "Oh God, I don't." No, I just wanted to do like a one man show. And then she's like, well, the two, the shit. Because that's where I'm at with my show where right. I'm like, I don't know. I just want to do one, but I have no, I don't know why. So this was helpful for me because she was like, the shit and come stories are kind of about, they're definitely about you and how you developed as a person. Don't you love entertainment things. where you're having like pragmatic talks about shit and come? You're like, I mean, well, the truth <laughs> of the shit and the come is that it's about you at your yeah. core. Like not even blinking that you're like, you're right. The shit is the come. When we talk is. about well, your coming of age story, it's really about shit and it's come. shit and come. You're, well, like, you're right. That's Thank the you. crazy thing about comedy is the other day I saw my friend Doug Smith do, uh, he was doing a whole story about how this woman was being raped and he stopped the, the rape from happening. And then this guy ran after him and sliced his face open. He was bleeding and I go to the hospital, this whole thing, blah, blah. And he comes off stage and literally from that horrific story I'm like oh it's so funny great job yeah, that's good job. fabulous good it's gonna job. be a really good ending really good ending totally. and then I go up and bitch about you know everyone but it's like <laughs> it, it, that's so funny in this, this you're like tip your bartender right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's talking about like and then his response was oh thanks so much I've been working so hard on it plus it all had to fucking happen too yes like, eh. oh yes I mean it does I think it does make sense because as like storytellers comedians our point is to take like things that happen in life, and it's a lot of it's like really raw and sure. shitty things. Uh, rape is a very delicate thing to talk about. Sure, but if you can storytell in a way that brings some humanity or shed some light on something, and he fucking sa- in this case he saved her. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he got, so so he's incredible. He's incredible. Yeah. So she tells you to take the piss out. So we took the piss out of the out of the show, and we kind of added a couple more stories, like one about how I came out, and two how I was fired from the Wendy Williams show. Um, I don't know that story. Does Mateo? Do you? No, but I I, I watch <laughs> Wendy Williams every Wendy single Williams. day. Um, do Do you want it? Please. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> he does a great impression. Okay, I do the best Wendy Williams. Yeah. Impression. Right. Well, I never actually got to meet her. Oh well, uh, then let's skip this story. No, I want to hear. I want to hear. <laughs> okay, so uh, I get. A, I'm 25. I'm working at as an executive assistant at a law firm in Chelsea, and I get a call from a friend, like a guy on Facebook, um, who who is the art director at the Wendy Williams show. And he's like, hey, we're looking to do a bit for Nancy Grace's birthday tomorrow. We need, like, a hot guy to, <laughs> to like, come out of a cake and dance for her. Are you game? And I was like, uh, 
Hell yeah, babe. Wow. Let's do this. Go right to the studio in Chelsea. Uh, we do a rehearsal with like a bunch of producers. We're on the set. There's a stand-in for uh, Nancy Grace. There's a stand-in for Wendy. I'm hiding in this big cake. They roll it out. They say, hit it. I pop out of the cake like a buff Jack from Will and Grace, and I am giving and living for my life. And I am just wow. dancing around the stage. And then they stop the music, and this producer comes up to me, and she's like, okay. Great, really great. Um, which is a sign, which is the first sign for right. we didn't like which it. Now I knew it was bad. Yeah. And she was like, <laughs> So we're going to do it again, and we just really need you to like mm, feel the earth, like really feel the weight of the earth. Uh-huh. <laughs> Basically, like, don't be a faggot. I was like, I was like, So you don't want me to be a faggot? Uh, Okay. You were moving and too much. I was moving too much. Feel exactly. the weight of the earth. They're asking you to be more clunky so I you seem straight. Earth. Yeah, that's so funny. Um, that's so funny. Dancer. Could you like be heavy in the yeah. feet? Yeah. Yes. Could you heavy in the feet? Could you leave? Because <laughs> I was thinking they must have Get wanted you to seem straight in it. Could you leave, have sex with a woman, and then come back Circle and try back. and do it? <laughs> Is that what they really wanted? Was you to be less gay on the Wendy Williams well, show? I mean, literally, because he's all popping out of a cake to be like a male stripper. Yeah. Got it. So, yes. so basically, <laughs> I do it again, and for some reason, as you both know, like my personality is when people give me like negative feedback, I double oh, down yeah, on what was bad, and oh, I boy. just as like a big old <laughs> fuck you. So I literally pop out of the cake again, and I just start screaming, "Why MCA?" Oh no! <laughs> and I am like screaming, "Yes, queen!" I'm dancing around the fucking set, and I am go, I am going ape shit, like ape shit. And then they cut the music, and she just comes up to me. And I know that she was like nervous, so she was like, "Great." Um, was it Suzanne? I don't remember her name. Okay, but she's like, "Thank you so much." Um, yeah, so there's a costume fitting, and I could tell that she was like, she was like, "Oh, we're already fucked. We already have this guy. We already told him." You and I'm just, why I'm, I'm smiling, being like, mm, "I love that you're uncomfortable because how <laughs> dare you hire a very gay man right. to come and dance on your very gay show and not be very gay?" Mm-hmm. Right. And so I leave. I go to this costume fitting. I got this adorable cop outfit. I actually kept and wore for Halloween and it <laughs> did wonders. Uh, but so I got a call like an hour later after the costume fitting. It was like my friend. He's like, "Hey, I'm so, I'm so embarrassed. We're actually going to go another." The direction and i was like it's fine i also knew that why did you call me and he was like i don't know what they were looking for so not basically, a gay man not a gay was man your friend yeah. gay that asked you yes yeah so <laughs> and i did a i did uh broadway bears that year like a little bit earlier god you just got naked everywhere i was naked all the time well what am i talking about i'm naked <laughs> <laughs> anyway so yes i was fired from winnie williams uh, for being too gay. You know, we had that mic wow. held on the show the other day. And I, I, first of all, I want to say this. I happen to like gays a lot. Okay. Suzanne, am I wrong? Norman? <laughs> Pretty good. Okay. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> who the hell did they have jump out of that cake? I th- There's a clip online. I can show a video. Wow. Of Mike hired. Tyson. It's that a guy who's like, he's like, fun, he really does feel the weight of the earth, but he doesn't <laughs> even strip. Like, he just looks uncomfortable. I um, like sports. I'm like, yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the same thing that's happened an amazing to me. Story. I, I've done I've done two late night sets my whole life, but one of them didn't air because it was mm-hmm. for a show. We'll say his name is Tim, 
And when I filmed for Tim, uh, we got everything you know approved, blah, blah, blah. I worked out with the booker, this and that. Flew out to L.A. This story's heartbreaking. Oh, yes. Filmed it. And then uh, literally a day later, because they air it like a week later, mm-hmm. their producer called. And she, the same thing, was like tiptoeing over how to say, don't be a faggot. Well, the thing she goes, was... She goes, we love your first joke. Um, very funny. Which is where I sing opera, say, Kim. Also, it's like, yeah, no shit. You pre-approved all this stuff. Oh, you yes. Saw I had to send this. the transcript yeah. and everything. Yeah. Yeah, of course. But, well, it's because Tim saw it live, and Tim didn't like it. So Tim, Tim's, Tim's notes were that I should talk about being gay once and then not come back to it. Basically, what she said, the way she worded it was, we we love that energy for that first joke and love that, but we'd like to, to stray away from that topic and not come back to it. And I, I knew what she was saying. So I was like, okay, I will challenge this bitch. Mm-hmm. So I said, all right, can I can I talk about dating? And she goes, you know, we'd really like to not come back to, to, if you, to this If you leave topic. yourself out of it. Yeah, and you know what she said to me that was the most insulting thing? We just want to see the fun Mateo. The fun, go easy hard, you know, that Mateo. And I was like, got it. And then I called my manager. Her and I got into a fight, and then I said, I'm not doing it. Good for you. you know Isn't good that good for, for him? Good, good for, for you. you. I know. I mean, it also crippled me. But then oh, a year later, on the exact same day, August 25th, the exact same day, I did Seth Meyers. Exactly. And that is the universe. <laughs> that is the universe. That Mike. is the universe. I am a believer too. I've been trying to get more in tune with this universe stuff. I'm into zodiacs, praying, and all that you. shit. I've been trying. The past, <laughs> not. I'm trying. Are you Gemini? You know what? What's your Sagittarius, Sagittarius on the cusp? Everything is in the house of. Thank you for thinking I'm a Gemini, though. I love Gemini. I love Gemini's too. I, do you know what I am? How do you feel about Sagittarius? I don't know what the My difference is. Oh, I'm obsessed with Sagittarius. Who are, what are you? Aquarius. Nice. Mike, can you guess Aquarius. what I am? Taurus. I can't believe I don't know this because I should know. Leo. No. Taurus? Uh, oh, for Pisces. No. Um, you are very much a Pisces, I'm though. Cancer. Oh. oh. Okay, that's honestly similar to Pisces because you're very emotional. Like, well, here's the thing. Whenever I read in the newspaper like what the descriptions are, it's always like, you enjoy warm baked cookies out of the oven. And people right. are like, it is me! But, you know, one time... <laughs> that's w- me. Well, yeah, and that's me. Yeah, <laughs> I always do that. I'm and like, that's an Aquarius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one time I went to, because I don't believe, you know, all this stuff, uh, but um, Sashir and I went to New Orleans and we found this um, old, like voodoo shop and in the back they had this guy who does palm reading. And mm-hmm. I, to me, I thought it would be you know fun, we'll go, it'll be a good time, no, no. So I sit down, I do not know this man, and he's like touching my palm or whatever, and the first thing out of his mouth is he goes, how many languages do you speak? Four or five? Mm -hmm. And I said, oh my god, and I said, I speak four, five-ish, I mean, including English kind of, but like four most, and he goes, yeah, you speak French? I said, yeah, he goes, yeah, your French needs a lot of work. And I was like, yes, Whoa. it does. And then he said he knew that I had a right shoulder injury. He knew that my brother and I aren't close. So I, this guy was really good because I've been to walking ones that aren't good. The ones that I go to that are well, good are like, especially like there's a lot of authentic like witches and fortune tellers in um, the White House. In Louisiana and the White House. But in especially in New Orleans. Like it's like a hub of, there's like a lot of black magic that uh, was there like in the 1700s. And Did they, they say were, anything about your relationships? He said that I'll meet a man, I'll be single for a while more, and that I'll meet a man through a friend. Well, here we are. Here we are. So I don't think Grinder's my way there. Grinder well, is not for your sure friend. not your way there. And you already know that though. Yeah, well, to me, Grinder's a step above tapping underneath the bathroom stall. Of course. I agree with this man. Uh, and I also think I think there's a lot of power in things that you give power to. Mm-hmm. So if I'm so into that, shit, if, I don't even like, know what that means. If okay, so if 
if you decide to be into like a type of spirituality or even a religion, like just giving it, like using the best parts of it will be helpful to you. And putting, when you put your energy into that, then it manifests itself. If you literally wake up. Yeah. I'm a big believer in how you see yourself like mirrors to the outside world. Self-actualization. If you say to yourself, like I actively want to like enjoy my day, if literally at the beginning of the day, you it, with that mindset, you will have a better day. You'll the, find more things to enjoy, which in return make you like a happier person. Did you ever try the, to actively be straight? Uh, <laughs> no, but I should. The, no, prob- no. the problem is, is I, this reminds me of my favorite Golden Girls episode where Rose convinces Dorothy, B. Arthur's character, to go to this like meeting once a week. And what mm-hmm. it was is like, believe in yourself and you are great and this and that. And think positively because Dorothy always thinks, you know, glass half empty. And, and I am so Sophia in this episode because Dorothy's like, Ma, listen, <laughs> it really is working. Today I told myself I'm going to have a good day. And I went to the butcher who always cuts my meat and gives me the shitty parts and da da da. And I thought this is my friend, and we are friends, and he's going to give me a good cut of meat. Look at this. And she shows her the meat, and she goes, you got your meat, Dorothy, but don't take anything else this seriously. You know, like, you, you, you got, got your meat. got a good piece of meat? Re- relax. You know what I mean? She got a good, got piece, a good of piece of meat. She got a good piece of meat. Me and Emma are loving that. I am, <laughs> I am a little Sophia Petrillo from the Golden Girls. I think that's also... Italian. That is also, like, a part of your humor, which brings joy to other people sure. is you having this kind of like it's a character it's a bit of a character it's like and that's an how the universe version wants of Mateo Mateo and that's beautiful so you can find peace and joy in knowing I'm that you're a little you bit smile and not look at me while <laughs> you're saying always, that did you always have such a good outlook on stuff yes yeah M- yes. Mike is like a glowing like when I think of him I think of like that Teletubby son <laughs> just like remember the Tinky Winky? The the sun. Remember the baby's oh, the, face oh, the, in the sun. sun? Oh, literally oh. the sun. Oh, oh yeah. that's honestly Winky. Winky. That's honestly the best compliment I've ever yeah, You are. You're one. so positive. And not in the blood sense, but like as a personality oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. sense. You're very positive. <laughs> I remember too. from the time I was like a, a little kid, I went with my mom. We drove to get ice cream. I was like six or seven. And my mom has always been pretty neurotic. Um and super stressed always. So she left her wallet at this Carvel and we're driving back home and she starts freaking the fuck out in the car. And she's like, oh, I have to go back. I forgot my wallet. My wallet's there. What if it's stolen? I have these credit cards. I have to call and cancel them. And I, as like a six year old, I remember being like, mom, if your wallet's gone, your wallet's gone and there's nothing you can do about it. What a little angel. And if it's there, you got your stuff. You don't have to call the credit card companies. And she was like, Wow. Thank you. And I remember, like, always having that kind of outlook on life. Sometimes it shot me in the foot because, like, I don't take things that seriously. Right. Which can be harmful. But it's it's always been the way I've, I've seen the world. How yeah, my mom- problem is I take things too seriously. How did your mom react when you came out? She died. I she take died. things too seriously, too. Wait, really? <laughs> no, she was great. Oh, she, God, I believe that. She. I was, like, 15. <laughs> I, really I actually you. I So I, like, came out to my mom first. And then... um. I I basically like sat her down. I was going to this performing arts school in the city, and I came home and I told my and mom. And she didn't know you were gay when you started going to the school. Honestly, well, my dad, the reason I was stressed about it, because before I went to the school, my dad and I were on the couch in the living room, and I said something about the city. We were watching Late Night, and I was like, I can't wait to go to school in the city. And he was like, just don't go to the school and come back and tell me you're gay. Oh, that's and so I was like, interesting. <laughs> that's for sure going to happen. <laughs> I am I'm already gay, Dad. And so I remember coming back from the school and like I came out the first wow. day of school because a girl turned around in humanities class, Helen Cernakis. I always tell people this. And she turned around the first day of school. I'm so nervous. I'm like sweating. I'm my pits are 
releasing lots of sweat. And she turned around and she goes, you gay? And I look at Helen <gasps> and like I had known, you know, forever. Oh my God. But I look at Helen and then she snaps back. She goes, you gay? And I go, uh-huh. And then she goes, without even thinking, she goes, good. That's what I thought. And turns around in her chair. Oh, we all need a Helen in our life. We all need a Helen. No, I don't like that. <laughs> no? No. I mean, in How the moment. How dare she? Yes. If but also had, for it, me, it was, it genuinely was helpful because it, it allowed me to just be like, oh, it wasn't a big, big deal. deal. If that happened in my small hometown, it would have been like chaos and pandemonium. Mm-hmm. But if it was in like, uh, <laughs> if it was in like a safe space, I would have been super relieved. Like if it was when I was in college and someone just said that, so then I didn't have to like, you know, it's like someone just outs you almost. I wish I could follow you, Emma, to the end of the earth. If someone did that in my small town, it would it would have been like crazy. Really? Oh yeah. Well, yeah, because we talk from Maine, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. It would, if someone was Mike, like, you where gay? Are you from Westchester County, New York. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say my small town, Chicago. You know. Right. If someone did that, but that's nice that she... I mean, everyone has their own, like, story and, like, way that they came out. But for me, I am... Of course, I choose to be grateful for it. But, like, right. I'm grateful for it. Um, and it it let me know that it wasn't a big deal. So when I came out to my mom, like, two weeks <sighs> later at home, I remember I sat her down. I in high like, school. So you're in high school. In high school. Sophomore year. 15. Super nervous. I'm, like, freaking out. I sat her down, like, kneeled next to this chair. It was, like, so, so dramatic. <laughs> I was like, Mom, just so you know, I'm going to let you know something. And it doesn't change the way I feel about you or how you think about me. But I'm I'm gay and I've known for a while. And she first was like, "What about my grandkids?" Mm. Like a very kind of like a selfish thing. And she was kind of yeah, a very selfish thing. And she was surprised. She was she wasn't surprised. She was more like worried about these things that she was looking forward to. And I was like, "Well, I don't know if I'm going to have kids, but I like love kids, and I it'd be cool to have kids one day. And I'm sure we I could find a way to do that. Um, You know, pop them out of my asshole. Right. Yeah. (laughs) We'll figure it out. uh, and she was, then she was like, okay. And I was like, I was like, don't tell dad. Cause like, I'm nervous. Cause dad made that joke. And then fast forward to five months later, um, I had come out to my dad, but not anyone else in my family. And for some reason, my dad invited the entire extended family to New York to go to a comedy show. It was like some like a mini family reunion. Weird. So we went to Dangerfields on the Upper oh East Side. Oh my God. I live right by it. Literally an 8 p.m. show on a Wednesday night. And we we get there. And you still wanted to pursue show business after seeing whatever I mean, that was. I thought about not doing it. But so we I get mean, there. I that's a place Anne Frank wouldn't hide in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. We get there and we're sitting. We literally sit in the front, like the front row at a table in the front. This The like host is doing his thing. And I was laughing like really loudly at him because I was an artist and I wanted to like support right. his art because like no one else was laughing. And my laugh, as you guys have heard already, is like a pretty loud cackle that I've acquired from my mom. And so mm-hmm. he makes a joke. I do this loud cackle. I'm like, ha, 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 ha. And he stops the show and he goes, uh-oh, looks like we got a gay guy in the front row. Oh, my God. And so I look at my entire extended family, everyone, and I go, he's right. Ah! <laughs> and that's how I came out to my entire extended what did family. They, do? they were like, okay. And the show kept going. And I was like, fuck. <gasps> Few? Can I have another Diet Coke? Like, yeah. <laughs> that's an amazing coming out and story. And that's, honest, that's the way my show opens. So it, like, the aim of my one-man show, to loop it back, is, like, kind of my, these, like, crazy experiences of me, like, 
being gay and having these crazy things happen to me, but it's really shaped the way I see the world. Sure. And I, I guess, am grateful for that. Well, tell us when your show is because yes, I want to we'll know. Get your so, website. We we'll gotta wrap, wrap it up. It up but I want to know when's the show and where is it? It is at UCB Chelsea on 26th Street below Gerstides, uh Thursday, June 29th at I think 6:30 or 7. But I'll figure that out. Perfect. Okay, awesome. We All don't know right. when this episode will come out, but no matter what, <laughs> check it out on Mike's website. I'll probably have more info about when you'll be doing yeah, it. Yeah, what's your it, website? Or how should people find you? Uh, MikeKelton.com or on Twitter at MikeKelton. Perfect. Awesome. Emma? At Emma Wilman, two L's and two N's. Okay. And you can find me at the papaya stand <laughs> on 6th Avenue. Uh, you follow me at Mateo Lane, M-A-T-T-E-O-L-A-N-E. And help us get Mateo a boyfriend. Mike and I can vet him. Honestly, it we will, could go on the dates first. We'll Mateo's, bring Mike back and you guys come with like more yes. men and we'll go through it together. Yes. Maybe we do an episode where I bring three suitors and Emma's brings three suitors. I would love it. Mike, do you the understand how uncomfortable I would be? I, know, I would but, say no to everyone. But no! the thing is, I would scream no to everyone. I no. don't think so. Emma. And then the that rejection. That's like a great idea. I just don't that know like a horrible idea. No, but they know. It's like it's like a fu- it, it will be all in fun. Mm-hmm. It'll be a podcast, so no one can actually see the people, and we can you pick love names. making people uncomfortable. You be- could even sit in another room, Mateo. Ooh. Hell no! I got to talk on my own podcast, right? But you Get could these ha- six assholes talking. We could have we could have a mic in the other room. What am I, Robin Quivers? And then we'll just you talk to them, so you don't, so you don't. We'll come up with some games. And I, exercises. It's, a, it's a not like a um, a lineup in a, a police station. They could, see but it me. could be. We could call it the lineup episode. Yeah, and you could be blindfolded. All right, well, we'll talk. Um, I just got a nap. Thank you guys so much for thank having you me. For this coming is honestly so coming. fun. I'm such a big fan of the both of you. Thank guys. you. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you, Mike. Talk <laughs> to you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>